We are geek-centric, and you can be too. Well, hello, geeks, and welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Nate, and in today's episode, we cover all of the awesome things to come out of DC Fandom. That's right, from Wonder Woman fighting a CGI cheetah lady to a man-sized weasel fighting alongside a giant shark man, we are covering it all in this special DC Fandom Recap. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly show covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys and collectibles, and all things geek-centric. Joining me on the show, and guys, I've, I've not broken the tradition, I've got some amazing names for you this week. We have the juxtapositional juvenile joker of jellyfish justice, J-Law. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've used like two of those or three of those already. Uh, maybe one or two. <laughs> is, but I, you know what? I th- isn't that a character I, in Suicide Squad? <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. And uh, you heard his voice there on a screen next to uh, the juvenile Joker of Jellyfish Justice. We have the Cal L of crushing criticism, Kevin Hudson. Cool. I'll take yeah. it. I'm a badass. How are you guys, I like it. Right? Well, you usually, usually are. Uh, how are you guys doing on this day 648 of quarantine? Fantastic. Yeah, just hanging in there. Same old, same old. You know, it feels like time is finally starting to matter again. Um, having things to look forward to is kind of fun it's, again. It's different. <laughs> I haven't been this excited right? in, for a movie in a long time. Oh my gosh. Know? And we're definitely going to get into all of the exciting news that came out of uh, DC Fandom. Uh, but first, we're going to give a, a, just a little, a little, little tiny what show. We're not going to go too long because we've got so much to cover in, uh, if, you know, that came out of the Fandom. But uh, Justin, what you, buddy? Uh, well, I guess if I'm going to share one thing that I did since our last recording, I guess uh, I I tend to watch these movies probably twice a year. And sure enough, with quarantine, I think this is going to probably be the third time I watch these movies, but uh, went through the Harry Potter series again. Oh, uh, yeah. Start to finish. Um, I, I got to say, like high level, probably the single best realization of like the imagination of what Hogwarts and all that world could look like to film, like probably the best example. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I would agree. And I, and I think just like, you know, the, 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 the last few movies, like, you know, even actually order, order of Phoenix, like I, I, every time that movie surprises me every time. Right. And like for yeah. such a boring book, the movie was just so captivating and, you know, going into six and, you know, rounding it out with seven, you know, I, I can see like seven could have been just one movie, uh, but I get, I get the idea of trying to to break it up and, and split it and where they ended part one and, you know, started part two was, 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 was good. Um, but yeah, like, man, right from like, as soon as like I watch Order of the Phoenix and then I know uh, the Half-Blood Prince and, and it's come to an, it's like, it, it gets good, right? Like it gets really, really, really good. Like <laughs> yeah. everything leading up Get to it is going. good, but it's like, it's yeah. like, I really love those last, like the last, I'm going to say the last three. Um, huh. and, and I just didn't really enjoy them. I'm like almost the complete opposite. I find, I find, <laughs> no, I just, I, I find so much of the whimsy and charm and fun yeah. of the series is gone by the fifth one. 
You know, it, it takes but, a, a kind of <clears throat> tonal shift. And I understand yeah. the books matured along with the characters, and so the movies obviously had to as well. But, you know, those first four are just so such a fun adventure. And, you know, it's just a lot of pubescent angst by the end of it i find you know and 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 you said splitting it up was you know did they have to and it's like you know just all the sitting in a tent stuff that the first movie kind of was it was you know drags a little bit sure i, I appreciate the fact though that like you really kind of unravel a little bit more about these horcruxes and they're, and they're sort of like they're the energy that they possess and like how they manipulate you know harry's and and ron's emotions because they have such angst about the current situation whereas hermione doesn't seem to be as affected by it because i think she's a little bit more level-headed into what she understands whereas i think harry and ron on on opposite ends are are dealing with the emotional strain that this is this is giving them so the the horcrux of of the necklace that they have is bringing that out is it's, it's accentuating that but I, I agree with you the whimsy and the and the and the, and the the sort of magical sort of childlike nature in the first three uh kind of leaves you kind of towards the tail end of i guess three but maybe actually really more into like the tail end of four really um where it becomes really dark and serious and and i, I you know me I, I appreciate those things so i while i appreciate the first three and and and, and that sort of as you put the whimsy that it has um i really do enjoy that sort of like the mature nature and it, i think it transitioned kind of nicely it wasn't like a hard sort of thing i think four was was kind of like that almost like that dissolve from childish to the more mature um especially with the loss of cedric so yeah i finished those uh recently and yeah they're uh, literally some of my favorite movies well uh kevin what's ya? i've honestly not watched much over the last few weeks um sports yeah. baby yeah i've been on a pure sports binge raps are killing it jays are turning things around the leafs, leafs are a perennial disappointment yeah. so you know how similar oh. is how similar are some of the sports you're watching to like something like quidditch <laughs> you're such a wiener <laughs> <laughs> it's as enthralling if not more Wow. Okay, then I'm in. There I'm in. Go. There we go. Uh, and I'm like three or four episodes into uh, the Americans. We started that. So, uh, but yeah, the, uh, very quiet for me in terms of that. But uh, how about yourself, Nate? Watcha? Watcha? Listen, I um, I've been waiting for another HBO show to kind of sink my teeth into um, since uh, since Watchmen, basically, um, and uh, I've kind of really fallen in love with Lovecraft Country. Um, this is an HBO show. I think I sent you guys a trailer to check out. Yeah, it's, uh, it's developed by It's developed by Misha Green, um, co-produced uh, by J.J. Abrams and Jordan Peele. Um, so you take all those amazing creators and, and influences and you put them into this melding pot um, that is basically these, these three characters... A um, guy named Atticus Freeman, his friend Letty, uh, and his uncle George. They basically embark on a trip across 1950s sort of Jim Crow America, right? So it's very, very, you know, very much like sort of the get out sort of feeling. Um, and But the cool thing is they're, they're going across Lovecraft Country, which basically is it's filled with all of the different monsters from a Lovecraft uh, novel, right? So you've got things like Cthulhu, you've got vampires, you've got all these other sort of uh, mysterious monsters. But I think the coolest thing, or I would say the, the, the most intriguing thing, is that the, the most horror actually comes from 
the white people, essentially. Um, and again, it has that very sort of uh, get out uh, horror nature. If you remember the scene from Get Out where they're stopped by the cop, um, there's pretty much something exactly like that in this, um, but done in the 50s. And it's honestly, the show is, is really cool. It's very enthralling. It reminds me a lot of, um, of uh, Supernatural in a way, where the episodes kind of are going from sort of moment to moment with an overarching story. Um, but I will say, like, I saw Kevin, you're rolling your eyes when I said Supernatural. <laughs> it, the, the quality, the quality is, is definitely above something like a supernatural, right? Because it's obviously it's made, you know, a little more modern and of course, uh, HBO and, and, uh, and, and, and the like. So it's honestly, it's been, uh, I'm two episodes in the second episode d- dives quite far down in quality, I think compared to the first one. Um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how the story kind of goes throughout. Um, because it's a really sort of intriguing mashup of, of kind of these, these two different genres sort of melding together. It's really good. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. So um, check now, out. Is that, uh, is that like? Is that being released weekly or is did? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Sunday every night. Every Sunday night. Yeah. Okay, so it's the new yeah, Sunday HBO show. I'm watching it through Crave. You know, still paying. I I almost <laughs> I almost canceled my Crave subscription, and then this show came out, and I'm like, okay, fine. I'll give you another whatever it is month or two. So, um, but guys, that is it for our whatcha. Let's dive into the dome. Ooh. All right, so for today's episode, we are covering the biggest reveals and news to come out of DC fandom. So guys, before we get into it, um, did you guys have a chance to watch the the big DC fandom or did you just watch all the highlights? I'm going to have to just be honest here. I thought you were talking about the Thunderdome, which is actually... (laughs) Oh, no. Which is actually WWE's (laughs) new state-of-the-art experience for all their programming. (laughs) So for clarity, you didn't watch any of it? I watched every second of it. Oh, very cool! Very yeah, cool. Yeah. What do you think of what do you think of the presentation of sort of how they they were able to do that? I mean, it's a little different than what you were saying with the with the Thunderdome, where where you know that's a physical space. This was a fully digital, realized space with uh, sort of green screened hosts from around the world. Uh, what do you think about it? I think it's unbelievable that DC made me more excited for the next year of movies than all of Comic Con did. Yeah, you know, I was like, yeah. I was, I came away from the weekend super surprised at how interested I am in various DC projects. So they certainly uh, succeeded there. Yeah, I think they did a better job than than Comic Con, right? Which is crazy to sort of sort of think about that. It kind of really goes to show how, you know, unfortunately for Comic Con, at least what what what's everything going on right now? These companies can hold their own. You know, they don't really need. Uh, a gathering place like that to pull off these huge events. Justin, what did you think? Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that that's, that's already been kind of happening, right? You know, pre-recorded obviously helps for a lot of these things. So having it all pre-recorded yeah. and then being able to like, you know, cut it together essentially uh, is very, very helpful. And, you know, DC sent everyone giant green screens and, and uh, you know, camera equipment to actually shoot it. And, and, and so that their, their parts would actually be, uh, a little bit more legitimate and like the zoom calls and stuff like that were, you know, entirely different. So I think they had a good plan in place where they were sending like kits and packets to these people to say, here's how you do this. And yeah. um, so I think that that's good. Cause like that Matt Reeves and like towards the end with Matt Reeves talking about um, the Batman, 
that was all pre pre recorded, right? They had it in a teaser right. uh, before the, the actual DC fandom uh, launch. So, um, but yeah, I think that it, that's kind of what would help. You you wouldn't want to trust something too much to live, like that big, because it's bound to fail. So to have a pre record and have a delay on it is probably fairly handy right to to at least control uh that sort of stuff but yeah it was it was actually surprisingly entertaining to hear all the news of uh of things that were coming and and actually just some of the smaller panels too right uh that were oh, yeah. fairly I think it's interesting I'm wondering if we're going to see more digital events like this in the future I hope I hope we kind of do um it would be I I would be remiss though if I didn't sort of just quickly mention the uh some of the strange elements to it as well. I mean, granted, everything on green screen, but like, why? Why do the why do the people have to be so small in the dome? Like, like you know, even even when they were zoomed in on Aisha Taylor and Matt Reeves at the end, like they were still like uh, more than six feet apart and and very small. The whole behind the scenes of that that designing of the dome, you know, Jim Lee designing yeah. it and the artwork and and all that sort of stuff, and and how it is essentially a digital three D space. Where yes, they can make these people look very small and and in this grand sort of space, rather than it just feeling like a very green screened wall behind them, right? Like it's just right. It it added a little bit of more depth and dimension. Oh, it was it was, uh, it was definitely interesting to say the least. Uh, but guys, we got so much news out of the DC fandom uh, that let's just kind of dive right into all of it. We're going to be covering it from top to bottom. Um, I'm going to be reading and referencing all of my info from a fantastic write-up uh, over on IGN by Matthew Adler. Um, so guys, let's just dive right in, uh, starting with... Cheetah revealed in Wonder Woman 1984 trailer. Uh, this was the second trailer for Wonder Woman 1984 and uh, had plenty for, for fans to, to sort of love and look at uh, and see Kristen Wiig's character as she sort of... Uh, you know, gradually transforms throughout this trailer. Uh, we get that sort of final look of her at the end fighting, um, you know, fighting Wonder Woman where Wonder Woman's got her golden armor uh, on. Guys, what did you think of this trailer? Like, did it make you more excited, less excited? Were you sort of weirded out by the kind of awful looking CG on Kristen Wiig's character? Yeah, no. Uh, what did you guys think? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. that was the standing. I think, though, that because the marketing has obviously kind of dwindled with this movie, because it was it should have already been out, if I'm not mistaken. It should have yeah. come out in July. Um, you know, yeah. And this was something that they didn't reveal in the trailers. To have to right. like, pull this gun out you know, for DC fandom, they, they kind of spoiled the whole last battle, right? Because I, I imagine she's not going to be a cheetah the entire movie. It's going to be, as you were saying, mm -hmm. her working towards it. So they kind of spoiled the final act, which I don't know if that's going to really be beneficial. It might be beneficial now to get people hyped, but at the end of the day, it's, I, I think we kind of we saw that movie. Kevin, what would um, you think? Yeah, I mean, we've obviously already touched on um, the awful CG. Another thing is, I hate to pigeonhole actors, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to take Kristen Wiig seriously as this, you know, mm. threat to Wonder Woman, you know? We've seen just how powerful she is and, you know, a cat lady is going to be her her main <laughs> um her main foe. Right. Like I'm almost wondering because we haven't seen much of him in the trailers if she's not necessarily the big baddie, but it's going to be um Pedro, Pedro you know? Pascal, like, yeah, you know, because we haven't we we still haven't seen much of him. So, mm -hmm. and again, I'm not sure that, what the character that he's playing and what its significance in Wonder Woman 
comics is, if if it is at all. I'm not really sure. Um, so I'll be interested to see what kind of role he plays. Well, you're right. I mean, that that could be they could be doing a marketing sort of fake out, right? Where yes, they are giving us Cheetah, and we think, oh no, they've already sort of spoiled it. But yeah, maybe he is the the big bad. Um, one thing that I thought that was really cool from the trailer that they that. I mean, isn't really a spoiler, but it was cool to sort of see a glimpse of, and I hope we get to see a lot more of it, uh, was sort of the the um, the the games, the the games that they, like the the sort of tournament that uh, that little baby Wonder Woman is in. I just thought it looked like it was, uh, it's going to be a fun segment. It looked a lot better than the stuff they did um, in that time period in the first one. Like, it looked right. a lot cooler than, than the stuff at the beginning of the first Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie. I'll give you that for sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, well, guys, uh, we are going to be checking out Wonder Woman. Uh, it's currently slated for an October 2nd, 2020 release date. Let's hope that it actually comes I, I out. Mean, Who knows? I mean, we'll see. If, if things keep going the way they are, these movies might actually start coming out, right? There we go. Uh, well, speaking of uh, some things that might actually start coming out, eventually we are going to get our hands on WB Montreal's next game, which is called Batman Gotham Knights, uh, was finally revealed uh, after you know years of different teasers from from the development studio. Uh, and instead of Batman, which who by the way is dead in this game, uh, you'll take control of Robin, Batgirl, Nightwing, and Red Hood. Uh, the game is going to be playable completely solo or with two player online co op. Um, they showed off a seven-minute gameplay uh, sort of uh, t- trailer to sh- kind of show off what the, you know how the game functions and works. Uh, I thought it looked really, really fun. I thought it looked really uh, engaging and 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 sort of. Um, I think it, it it looked beautiful. Like I was surprised by like the visuals of it as well. Uh, but but Kevin, but you're coming. giving some. There's a butt coming. Ke- well, I'm no, I don't have a butt, but Kevin's got a big butt. It looks like he's uh, showing uh, it to me on hey, the screen. Yeah. Hey, no. <laughs> I almost came off like the complete opposite. That did not really all seven minutes. I was like, when is this over? Like, Oh no. (laughs) And I'm just not sure if it's because it's like a pre beta version, um, that there's a lot of work left to be done on it. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you would actually have to be playing the game to understand how the, you know, the system works. But like, I had no idea, like just watching that, I was like, I wouldn't know where to go. How, how would you know where to take your character next? Like it just, it seemed really confusing and muddled. Like it was, it was a very thrown into sort of gameplay experience. And it was weird when like you see Batgirl kind of like flying around and then suddenly like a beacon appeared and it was another character like Robin or, or Nightwing, I think it was. And it's like, well, where did he just come from? Like, maybe that's yeah. an additional player joining to help with the mission. It, it seems very busy. Yes, it seemed incredibly busy. And I almost think just, just to the point about uh, uh, the uh, the second character, I think because it's going to be two people playing on two separate TV screens, you won't necessarily see that second player in your screen all the time, right? Like, you could be off right. of two different parts of this level or whatever, you know, sort of crossing each other's paths, but doing different things. Yeah. I don't know. I think that part of it seems really, really cool. The two-player optional yeah. mode. Yeah, I mean, we got to see that really awesome moment where uh, Batgirl 
uh, I think she's she's doing something with Ro- like Robin's there, and they she presses a certain button prompt and kicks a kicks a character an enemy up in the air, and Robin slams him down with his uh, you know with his staff. Right, I thought that was kind of uh, a neat way to kind of incorporate the co op gameplay. But I, I I will say like it does remind me a lot of because uh, I've been playing the Square Enix uh, beta for Marvel's Avengers, and you know that game is. You know, up to four people co-op, um, and if you're just playing solo, there's three other AI uh, people hanging out with you. Um, and so, you know, playing this or, or looking at this this gameplay, I was initially I was like, oh no, it's just another one of these sort of um, experiences. And in the beta, I gotta say, it feels the beta for Marvel's Avengers feels clunky. It feels like sort of like it's just sort of like a uh, a jack of all trades, master of none situation where they've got all these awesome characters that all control very differently, but because they control so differently and they're you know physically different sizes, the level design isn't tight enough, and the gameplay for each individual character isn't tight enough. And so you know initially I was kind of like, oh no, it's another one of these. Watching the the, the gameplay again, if you look closely, you'll notice that the characters actually have the same walking animation. They have the same crouching animation and they, they you know, there's moments where you, you called it out, Justin, where a secondary character might just sort of pop in. And my, my thinking to this is that this is going to be primarily a single player game with that secondary option of online co-op. I don't think they should. They, I, I don't think they should have shown us the two player co-op in this demo. Because I think it did, to your point, make it look a little bit janky. But I think this is honestly more of a primarily a single player experience, which gets me really excited because I, I feel like it's going to it result in a, a tighter gameplay experience, even from a combat standpoint. Yeah, but I, you know, it's funny. It's like I always imagined at least the the Avengers game because I haven't played it, the beta. But I imagined it to be something where you know you do one story mission as iron man and then you advance to the next story mission and now you're thor or you're the hulk right and you just move around like that rather than having this ability to switch for sure the the only problem is is and again this is coming from the from the experience with the beta is that they They've designed certain levels, story levels, that are for Thor. They've designed one that's for the Hulk. They've designed one that's for Iron Man. And those those characters play great. The problem is the majority of that game, you can play any level as any character. So you play Iron Man and you're flying around on an indoor you know, level that just feels awful because you're you're trying to use those sort of physics, and then you go to something like the Hulk, and he doesn't quite fit within the parameters of that level. So th- there's just there's all sorts of issues where uh, where I'm looking at this and I'm seeing okay, we've got four characters that have very slight alterations between them, but they're primarily going to play the same. So from a traversal standpoint and from a level design standpoint, no, I think right. this game is going to do better. Right. That's that's my experience so far. Interesting. 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 Yeah, but guys, I got to ask, who would you want to play most as out of the four? Nightwing, for sure. Nightwing, yeah. dope. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big Batman guy, so I don't like. Nightwing, I don't even know who Night, you know. Nightwing or or Batgirl yeah. for sure. Like Red Hood and dude, I was thinking Dick Grayson or whatever. But like you know, I mean, Robin's teleportation uh, feature seems cool. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, that was <laughs> if that's what that is. Uh, no, I definitely would they go use for the, the satellites, the Justice League satellites, and he like transports, doesn't he? Oh yes, yeah. I think I think there was something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to watch it again. Because I sure. paid more attention than you, maybe. Who oh knows? no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would probably go with uh, with Barbara Gordon for sure. Oh, and by the way, that game is coming out uh, 
2021 for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So we'll, we'll see how that works. Uh, moving on to Suicide Squad full cast reveal. Uh, so get ready for this one. It's going to be a lot of talking here. Give me one moment. Uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad has been revealed, and the team has grown exponentially. Uh, notably, uh, we've got some some new additions to the squad, as well as some people coming back. Uh, I'm just going to read them out here. Um, so we've got Idris Elba as Bloodsport, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, John Cena as Peacemaker. We've got Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Uh, we've got Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flag, David Dasmalchian, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, as Polka Dot Man. That was well done, I think. Well done. I thought that was, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Daniela Melchior as Ratcatcher 2. Okay. Uh, Steve, Steve Agi or Agi as uh, King Shark doing the mocap. Sean Gunn doing the mocap for Weasel, which is just the strangest looking thing. Uh, Flula Borg, which I was so excited about um, (laughs) coming in as Javelin Uh, Nathan Fillion as TDK Um, we've got Peter Capaldi as the thinker Pete Davidson which I was like what Uh, as Blackguard Alice Braga as Sol Soria Mei Ling uh, Ng as Mongal we've got Michael Rooker as Savant Storm Reed she's playing Tyla who also is Bloodsport's daughter. Uh, we've got Jennifer Holland as Amelia Harcourt and rounding out the crew, Juan Diego Bato as Luna. Guys, this is a stacked cast in some of the most intriguing ways, I think. We're, you know, we're not getting like cream of the crop top celebrities here, but we're getting some very interesting casting. Guys, what did you think about the casting and who are you most excited to see on screen? So Kevin, we'll start with you. Um, I, I, I mean... Because I have no idea who 90% of these characters are, and they just <laughs> right. seem like some of the most bizarre superhero or comic book characters ever. Um, yeah. I mean, so I, I got to first ask, is this a sequel to the first one? Is it a reboot? It's it's like, a, it's almost like a soft reboot. Is what like They haven't really said what it is, but because of the fact that they're still keeping some of the characters... Obviously, yeah. like the Harley Quinn, and you know, I'm so glad Jai Courtney is back. He was probably one of he the was, highlights. He was of awesome Squad. as Captain Boomerang. Yeah, and I and how often do you say, "Oh, Jai Courtney was yeah, exactly. awesome"? Yeah, you know? no, he was fantastic, <laughs> right? And I, I'm glad that they've kept certain elements and they're incorporating new things. But it definitely feels like it is going to take more of a you know Guardians approach, if you will. Makes sense. It's so funny that. The original Suicide Squad that they did, they tried to, in post, turn it into a Guardians of the Galaxy, a, a, a band of misfits that's, you know, driven by very fun, sort of quirky uh, personalities between them. But they did it in post. Now, you know, obviously with what happened with Marvel, you know, they, they're like, hey, James, why don't you come over and do Suicide Squad? We did a failed attempt at, at a Suicide Squad that was supposed yeah. to be a Guardians. You know what? We, we just need you to do it. And I think, I think you know, one of the things that uh, we got, you know, they also showed off a 
um, sort of a look behind the scenes. They didn't quite have a trailer ready, uh, so they showed off a look behind the scenes. And uh, I can't remember who said it, but somebody in the in the in the look behind was uh, or in the behind the scenes thing was talking about the fact that it's a 1970s sort of war movie combined with the brilliance of James Gunn's characters and comedy. So sort of those styles melding together. Um, I do think a lot of characters are going to die in the movie. Um, someone said uh, in the in the behind the scenes clip, they said, don't get too attached. Um, and I also thought that was an interesting sort of um, nod because afterwards they showed they talked about TDK, um, which TDK is rumored to stand for the detachable kid, which is uh, I believe that's John Cena or no Nathan Fillion's Nathan character, Fillion, yeah. right? And so you just imagine him ripping his arm off and beating someone with it. <laughs> I think it's going to be <laughs> a phenomenal thing to see uh, on screen. But I, I do think to the to the point of a sort of the large size of this cast. Um, guys, like, who do we think is going to potentially bite the bullet, uh, so to speak, in uh, in this uh, movie? You're right. There's a lot of people that are going to bite the dust. I'm not really concerned about who's going to bite the dust. Who's going to stand out? Like John Cena mm. looks crazy in this role. Like he looks like he like he <laughs> might he might do a really good job at being as he described the Captain America douche, right? Like it, it it'll be so <laughs> second nature for him cuz especially coming from a wrestling background. Like so I'm I'm excited to see someone like that in a in a movie. And and Idris Elba might flex I don't know. He seems a little bit more like he's flexing a comedy, a comedy stint. Like he wants to get more into like other things other than just the typical action stuff that he's known to do. So mm. I think this could be that bridge where he's doing what he's conventionally known for, but he might be interjecting a little bit more humor and maybe heart. I, I imagine he's going to be a interesting core character. Well, especially with his daughter, you know, in the movie, like it's kind of interesting. We have like three new additions to the, um, uh, the pantheon of people who've been in a DC and a Marvel movie now, right? Uh, Michael Rooker, um, Sean Gunn, and then uh, David Dastmalchian, or whatever it is, uh, yeah. are all now joining that pantheon of being in both a DC and a Marvel movie. Yeah, they're there for James, though, right? They're there for James. Sure. Yeah, they'll follow sure. him. Yeah. Um, I think I really hope this puts Flula on the map. Flula Borg is absolutely He's amazing. So He's so funny, so... Um, you know, for anybody who doesn't know him, I hope this sort of introduces, uh, you know, his sort of very quirky comedy to a lot of new people. And then, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see who Taika ends up playing, right? Like, yeah, the, and like the, he was the most <laughs> logical thing would be for him to play the shark man, you know, um, right. especially because I was reading an article about how he's just so busy. He couldn't physically be in this movie. He just wouldn't have the time when they were filming it. Right. Right. And so it's more likely that he just sort voice. of, you know, did a voice recording sort of thing. So that would be you know, perfect. Yeah, like all uh, yeah. him as a big giant shark man. You know, you know he oh, can, yeah. he'll come up with something that'll really suit that. Bite your head off. So. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe they could even like I know you guys may uh, not have caught too much of it, but like that Harley Quinn animated series. Um, you know, the shark man in that is like phenomenal. So maybe he can sort of take from some of that comedy stylings of uh, of that show and pull it in. But uh, guys, we've got um, we've got a little bit of a while to wait uh, before that movie comes out. I believe it's coming out August sixth, twenty twenty one. 
Um, so Still quite a while from now. Still sooner than, than <laughs> Batman, that's for sure. Uh, but moving on to our next story, uh, Static Shock Movie and Milestone Comics Revival. Uh, so during the DC uh, Comics surprise panel, uh, it was announced that Milestone Comics is, revi- uh, is being revived alongside a new Static sh- Shock comic book and potential movie. Um, so guys, did you ever keep up with the, the Static Shock character uh, at all back in the day? This one did nothing for me. I, I don't know what Milestone Comics are. I didn't know the, what it's who Static Shock was. So this little bit of news was kind of like a, meh, next. For sure. I think, I mean, if you don't follow the character or the, the comic specifically, right? Like, I've, I've known of Static Shock, but I, I, did, I didn't quite uh, grow up with him. I've, I've sort of seen the character uh, animated a few times on TV. Um, but to, to hear that they're, they're potentially doing a movie, I think it's super cool. And I think, I think this panel alongside with like the, the boss, uh, females of color within the world of DC panel, I thought was really, really cool. Cause I think what it does, what it, what both of those panels really, uh, made sure to highlight was the amount of obviously diversity, um, and even female representation within the, the TV DC universe. Uh, and I think, you know, we'll, you know, we'll we'll talk about uh, maybe a little bit later on the aspect of like multiverses. Uh, and I, you know, I was talking to Justin off air about how I'm not too comfortable with the idea of multiverses. Um, but I think if if you are going to look at you know a really good aspect of a multiverse, it does afford them the ability to have a ton of different perspectives, ethnicities, genders, uh, and different walks of life represent these iconic characters, uh, which I think is super cool. From a creativity standpoint, there's a lot you can do with it. Um, From a multiverse standpoint, it makes me feel, uh, as a new fan of DC or someone coming into the TV shows, it's very daunting. Um, But I think think it's kind of a a neat way for them to approach using uh, some of the more positive aspects of a multiverse. Uh, Moving on to our next big thing here uh the snyder cut teaser trailer um and sort of mini series i guess you could call it uh was revealed zack snyder's long fabled snyder cut of 2017's justice league known as zack snyder's justice league uh had its first official trailer debut during the during a panel at dc fandom guys uh we got some you know hallelujah I, I hated the tone of this trailer. Really? Yeah, uh, Kevin, what'd you think? It made it like it, like it made what is it's a, it's going to be a 4-hour long movie essentially and it made me think this is going to be pretty slow and boring at points. Like it just it that trailer dragged. It felt 4 hours long. Apparently there was a significance to why he chose that song. Um I was reading an article uh, today, I think it was on IGN actually. Actually, it might have been another source, but uh, talking about, you know, just the idea of Hallelujah, like his cuts coming out, you know, fan bases, you know, really resurrected this. Like he, he chose a song. Okay. But I am with Kevin. This this didn't help with building any sort of momentum. It just, I'm just like, these are all visuals you were already teasing, right? Like, you know, to see Dark Side just standing there, it's like you, you already showed this. You know, there's already been. Well, like, yeah. What, and, and outside of like that change to the character or the addition of him i couldn't tell what was new well there was a new look to uh stefan wolf you know there there was a couple new scenes like they switched out a, a it looks like there's a whole other sequence that's going to happen where it's just cyborg flash aquaman um and wonder woman where they leave batman right. so there's going to be like another sequence and how soon does does superman rejoin 
with them because he only comes in like in the original he only comes in uh in the last act in the in the final act and when when they uh, probably halfway through the final act where you know they're getting their asses handed to them by Stephen Wolf. um yeah. so you know like there was a little bit there wasn't even that much of him shown in it but i don't know man like it's just like let's just he could have at least ended with a date like a date yeah, at least if, right like it's still 2021 at this it's point like, okay I think I think the the weird part. I mean, uh, we talked about spoilers with Cheetah appearing in the in the Wonder Woman trailer. Um, seeing Cyborg's dad, I guess, die. die? Yeah. Well, right. I, I was like, was... I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, because he didn't. He I, doesn't I know die that in the original, right? Like in. The, oh well, then, but even more so of a spoiler, no, right? Like, why show that? That's, but, but to say that this is going to be different, right? Like to literally yeah. show you that, like. This is going to be different because he like the, in that panel, he talked about like how integral Cyborg's story was right to to kind of like bringing bringing the Justice League together. Right. And I'm like, OK, yeah. well, and even just expanding uh, more on his character. So we yes. care about him. Right. Like you get so little backstory and sort of yeah. introduction of him kind of that, like, you know, he, he was kind of like the fifth wheel. Yeah. <laughs> You know? But he did the um, most. He does the most yeah. in that movie. He like ended up being pretty everything. cool. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. He's like separating yeah. this 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 like three tesseract system and you know what I mean by like interjecting yeah. his hands. It's funny that they use cubes as well as like this, you know, anomaly that's destroying right. the world, but it's not just one cube, it's three cubes becoming one. Snyder also announced that the uh the Justice League his cut will debut in four hour long chunks on HBO Max in 2021 and then the whole thing will be available to be viewed as an entire film. Um I mean, that's freaks me out a little bit about the pacing we've already talked about it being the trailer being slow the fact that it's going to be four sort of hour-long episodes i don't know if i'd want to watch it that way but then would i also want to watch it in the in the four hour time I, I frame i don't it. i would you know. watch it in the four hour like not in a four hour episodes i'd watch it as a four hour movie i would do it just movie to, yeah to actually do it. like i don't know we've sat through lord of the rings extended editions you know what i mean which probably haven't yeah you know get yeah, close but those to were good hours. I know, but those I, are I mean, good. Like, There's no guarantee this is going to be better. Sure, I, I, that's, you know? that's very valid. Yeah. It'll be I, it, it'll be longer, but will it be adding, better? But the, the Justice League movie was a, was capped at just two hours. It was a two hour movie. Mm -hmm. There's not not a minute yeah. over two hours. Wow. with credits. Wow. So there's right? a lot of new stuff. That's what I'm saying, be. right? So now, like, did they do reshoots with the actors? They did not. They have no. Okay. He confirmed. So, he actually confirmed it that they didn't. So yeah. did they? They. It looks like they fixed uh, Cavill's mustache a little. Like his mouth didn't look as weird in the trailer. That's good. Yeah, well, that's I good. Mean, maybe that's it's what I was looking for. Maybe it's yeah. Yeah, that was the big thing. Well, because it's crazy though. Just like because I recently watched Justice League again for whatever reason. I think it was to I'm get sorry. me hyped up. <laughs> yeah, like I think it was in part because to get me hyped up for fandom. But you know, it's crazy to see how badly that that gra those graphics are like. like it's obviously been talked about a lot, but instead of spending $20 million on bad CGI, they should have paid Mission Impossible $20 million to take a break in, in production <laughs> for a couple weeks. Like, right. So we could yeah. grow the stash back, you know? Like, yeah, that guy's, put a that guy's, fake mustache on. Yeah, it would have been a lot easier to put a fake mustache on. <laughs> 
But he's also, that guy is rippling with testosterone. He could probably grow that stash back in a week, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just he just flexes his face really yeah. hard. Um, but guys, um, you know, we'll be, we'll be seeing that at some point, I guess, on HBO Max in 2021. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about the trailer or should we move on? Yeah, I, I I think it's it looked interesting. I think that I was I'll... I think that was one of the more disappointing hundred um, percent panels. Yes, that 100%. one that one did not live up to surprisingly. Yeah. I was yeah. I was I was hoping it would be something more, like we would see some maybe a new scene or or something clip, that you yeah. know, just to kind of get us really psyched. But like yeah. no, it was just a all mishmash of all this other stuff with some really sad music. So yeah, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, moving on to something, <laughs> moving on to something that I thought was actually a little bit. It was well. I mean, he's always charming. Uh, the Rock giving first story details uh, for the Black Adam movie. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, as the titular antihero, uh, gave a bunch of uh, you know different sort of descriptions and, and sort of lore uh, behind the character of Black Adam, and it was all done to these sort of anim- animatics, if you will, um, sort of playing out uh, throughout. Um, you know, he, he talked about facing off against the Justice Society of America, uh, which in the movie will include Adam Smasher, played by Noah, Noah Centine- Centineo, uh, as well as the newly announced uh, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, and Cyclone. Um, either of you stoked to finally see anything from Black Adam? I mean, this guy's been Black Adam for what feels like a millennia now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what this one did for me, like... The, the 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 choice to do this little animated vignette I, that yeah. wasn't did, did it really did, did, well done like it was almost like bad CGI I don't it was a weird look yeah it's mm. it's literally just an it's an animated storyboard right like yeah. I've made these for projects like for for yeah. different like freelance things it's like this was just an animated storyboard with some visual effects added to enhance it and make it seem like it was bigger than it actually is. You, this is a very great sort of element to pitch. You know what I mean? If, if this was a dir- the director did all these visuals and took it, you know, and had the, the rock, you know, read this sort of thing over top, it would have been very profound right. and easy for, for them to say, OK, let's do this movie. But, but um, would they have been better off like doing just maybe a sit down interview with the rock talking about his excitement for the project finally going instead of this? Better. Yeah, that would have been better. It's just and yeah, I, and I've read about this movie and story and it sounds confusing and convoluted and I have no idea what the hell Black I'm Adam more, is and yeah I'm more interested though where Black Adam intersects with with Shazam right like he's more like he's the he was the outcast did you guys see Shazam yep yeah yep okay yep. cool so you yep. like they you know they talk about the, the the group of of people that were you know, a part of Shazam's team who we inevitably see towards the end and that there was the right. one that went against them all. If I'm not mistaken, that's supposed to be Black Adam. Black like Adam. His, his, yeah. He was the one that went against them. Um, so I'm interested to see at that point of where Black Adam will intersect with that. If you want to do the, the fluffy origin story, that's fine. But I think they should have just somehow introduced him into a Shazam movie and then done into the Shazam too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that would have probably, yeah. Shazam too. There you go. He comes in. I, I don't know if he needs this big origin thing or if we can't be served up those pieces of origin in, um, in its own, you know, in the Shazam two aspect. Yeah. Maybe there's just too much to tell. So they need to set him up and then Shazam two will be like the third part. 
Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, they want to weave mm. all those other characters into this this thing. So there must be some sort of purpose as to what they're trying to do with that story. Yeah, I think I think the big thing for me, and it's the same thing with something like, uh, like Suicide Squad, and in fact, like a lot of these DC properties, is I don't know a lot of these characters. I know nothing about them. So from a standpoint of, like, I'm I'm less excited due to the the quality that we've gotten from DC fan, DC movies, you know, of late. Um, but I'm I am still very excited to at least learn about these characters and maybe get a maybe get a, a glimpse at them and and hopefully see them in their best light. But even if I don't, maybe go and find something else that you know would then show them to me in in the in their best light. So um, that's slated for December. 22nd 2021 with a giant yawn from Kevin. <laughs> Sorry guys. Uh, no, it's all good. It's Stop. all good. You're obviously not very excited about Black Adam, but hopefully you are excited. <laughs> hopefully you are excited or you were excited uh, when you saw Rocksteady, uh, developer of the Batman Arkham games, yeah. reveal its long-awaited next game titled Suicide Squad kill the justice league uh this is a next gen co-op game uh in which uh players will take control of harley quinn uh captain boomerang uh that's my best <laughs> accent for him uh dead shot as well as king shark uh who i think ca- i called him shark man earlier um they're tasked with taking down a mind controlled justice league uh the game can be played solo or with up to four friends cooperatively uh, and if you're playing single player with ai teammates you'll be able to switch between them uh, at will during uh, at any point in time during the game. Um, so, guys, this this looks interesting. I've definitely got some thoughts on the whole situation. So, guys, what did you think of this uh, Rocksteady's new supposedly um, continuation of the Arkham verse stories uh, with Suicide Squad? Justin, we'll start with you. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. I was a fan of those games. I played them all and. They were so good that that whole world of what they built with with Gotham. So it's going to be interesting to see how they they move now into Metropolis, especially because they talk about how much they they invested in terms of like really building Metropolis as a character. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really great. Uh, you know, I, I think there was a lot of like people that were. I think I was one of them though that thought that their next game that they were going to do was a Superman game. So it's going to be cool mm. to see, you know, your Suicide Squad fighting fighting uh, the Justice League. So you're, you're probably going to see some of the, you know, some of the other characters other than Superman. But it makes be me like wonder. The boss too, battles, yeah, yeah. But it makes me yeah. wonder too. Like at the end, once they defeat, because like Brainiac is obviously the main villain here. Do they defeat them or do they get them back to normal? And like, can you then start play as that start playing as like Superman or if there's Wonder Woman or you know what I mean? Like wow. mm-hmm. might be a really interesting way to like you've unlocked this character. So now as Superman, you have to go do something right. Like maybe that's the final battle. You're your Superman and you have to defeat Brainiac. Right. Um, I, I would I would love that. Justin, the only thing I, I'm honestly thinking, though, is uh, Rocksteady, like any other company, loves money. Uh, so I'm pretty sure they would save that for another another project, right? Sure, um, but it, it would be a good yeah. taste if you if one mission you had to do something as Superman, even if it was, it was evil like, Superman, oh, right? Okay, I want yeah, a like, Superman if, game. <laughs> what if you could play as like an evil like uh, Brainiac controlled sure. Superman for a certain yeah, mission, like right? even That'd that be, would be really interesting as well. But I, 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 you're right. I think that they'll stay very core on you being able to play as these you know as these members of the Suicide Squad. So um, again, stoked. I'm, I'm glad that they're following. The the continuity of, of Arkham and, and bringing in that that world and the look of it it, it looks it looks very very much like a, like a continuation it was weird to see it during the day 
right? Like, yeah, I mean, right? we're not well, used to watching, Metropolis. Looking at, but looking at Arkham games, it's like, there's a dark sun and rainy. in this game? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's, like, it's always um, dark and rainy. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, what did you think of, uh, of this trailer, buddy? Um, now, I'll be honest, I didn't play the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to. Um, and this almost tells me, okay, I have two years to go catch up on those so that I can... <laughs> Be ready for this because this looks like it could be a lot of fun. This They're looks, great, man. You know. No, I think this yeah. looks like a lot of fun. Uh, all four characters look like they'll play very differently, right? Um, which is which is actually part of like that's part of my fear, right? And just like I was talking about with with Marvel's Avengers, my fear with this is that um, it's apparently it is rumored to be a games as a service game. <laughs> Uh, meaning, you know, DLC, um, potentially added characters, which, you know, that's exciting. Um, I think Rocksteady, from a standpoint of gameplay, just in, in experience of playing them, especially in this uh, with this universe, I think they do have the chops to pull it off, where I think Square Enix was a very interesting choice for Marvel to choose that developer to hone, you know, all those different characters. I think, I think Rocksteady has a little bit of a higher chance of pulling it off but it, it does worry me a little bit because of the fact that again you're they're talking about switching characters mid-mission uh with this game and and the fact that you'll be able to play as as any of these four characters at any time again just makes me feel like okay cool like a lot of that traversal is harley quinn we saw her swinging you know swinging around and we saw um um Deadshot, uh, you know, with his jetpack, I thought was really, really cool. How much of that is going to really feel great for that character when the developer has to split up their team between these four and potentially more characters if this is a, a games-as-a-service type game? So that's the only thing that worried me I a mean, little just, bit. Just hearkening back to some of your criticisms of the Marvel game earlier, yeah. um, I mean, this one looks like, because from what I understand, Arkham is very much a, like an out door kind of game right like are you uh, you know i like i'm not sure how much you're going to be going indoors in this one and therefore and it's not like you have a, a giant like shark the shark king is not nearly as big as say the hulk you know what i right. mean and so yeah. and if you are outdoors then flying around won't ever feel too confined too limited you know? yeah yeah so but i mean this did way more for me than the um the batman the arkham knights trailer mm-hmm I think the only thing that really bothered me, though, is is actually Deadshot. Like, Deadshot in the Arkham games was not black and was not like they they changed his character. And, well, they and mentioned persona. that in the, in the video, right? Like, it's yeah. an interesting choice that if it's a continuation, why is that that character? So unless different? unless they somehow justify that, like he's someone who learned from the original Deadshot, I don't even know. But like Deadshot's pretty unique and. You know, there there are renditions of him, but it, it's funny that they chose to kind of change that character rather than maybe bring him over from Arkham. Because yeah, I remember there is like a the mission. Easiest solution. Yeah, there's a mission there. You have to like fight him, right? Like, well, I can... I wonder was that the real Deadshot that we fought? Right? Maybe this is the real Deadshot, right? Because we see this character, you know, um, he's he's phenomenal at aiming. He doesn't even have to look, you know, during this trailer and stuff like that. And he's he's very full of himself and he's very smooth talking. Like maybe this is the actual Deadshot, and they maybe they make again him they have sort to justify a, that a joke, right? Yeah, yeah. maybe they they have to yeah. justify it. So it, it's just a strange sort of thing. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm very intrigued. I think what what makes me a little bit 
Um, the only thing that makes me a little bit more excited about this, it gave me vibes of... Uh, did you guys ever play Sunset Overdrive for the uh, the Xbox One? Did you guys ever... Have you ever even heard of that game? No? I've, I've heard of it. I just... Yeah. Uh... So just imagine bright colors... Tons of zombie, you know, sort of mind mindless characters running at you with, and you've got sort of these bright colored guns and weaponry, and uh, it just it just sort of gave me those vibes. It, it, it looked very much like that. Um, so if the traversal and the movement and the combat is is even similar to that from a standpoint of you know when playing the Arkham games, Batman is very he's he's very rigid he's very sort of tank like. Um, whereas I feel like they have an opportunity to maybe go a little more nimble with these characters. Um, which I think is kind of exciting. Um, but guys, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is slated for uh, a 2022 release date. And again, another thing that makes me a little bit more excited about it, even though we didn't get gameplay for this one, uh, it is showing as for PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. And the reason that makes me more excited is because that means it's developed for next gen. It's not going to be on both. We don't have to play to the lowest common denominator here. We got a legitimately next generation uh, title, which I'm super excited about. All right. So guys, this last big reveal, probably the, the they definitely saved the best for last. Uh, the Shazam movie got its name. The sequel to Shazam <laughs> is going to be called. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what is it going to be called? It's going to be called. Um, I had it here somewhere. Sorry. Uh, Fury of the Gods. Um, and apparently Sinbad might be in it. Anyways. Oh, yes, I did hear about this. <laughs> right, right. You, you can look that up on your own. So but guys, it's, of it's course- basically Jingle All the Way 2. You get Sinbad and uh, a guy <laughs> in a big red suit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but guys, you can look that up on your own. Uh, of course, we're talking about the Batman first trailer revealed uh rounding out the dc fandom was the long-awaited first trailer of matt reeves the batman uh in it we got a a a look at robert pattinson's darker disheveled batman glimpses of zoe kravitz as catwoman um and uh and even colin farrell which i was like blown away when i saw colin farrell in this i was like that's colin farrell uh and of course we got jeffrey wright as detective uh jim gordon um and i think i honestly i think he does the best confused looking around the room acting i've ever seen uh (laughs) from him uh but guys um we didn't get to see paul dano though he's in it as the riddler we saw his character we didn't get to see his face um or what did you guys or or did we? Oh, okay. Uh, guys, what did you think of this trailer? We're going to start with uh, with Kevin on this one. What did you think of the Batman? Uh, I mean, this has had so much hype, you know, and so many announcements over the last year or two that it was like, how could this thing ever live up to expectation? And then here this pops up and, and basically blows those expectations out of the water. I was, oh, yeah. I was floored. I was... I was like jacked watching this. It looks <laughs> awesome. It yeah. looks it could be the best iteration of Batman ever. You mm. know, which is saying a lot, you know. It honestly yeah, we'll looks see. really really cool. No, I I I I think I'm surprised that you think that it's going to I thought you would think that it's taking it too dark and too too serious. Like this trailer at least showcased how you could take a superhero and really push them into a, a darker, grungier world very similar to like the joker you could um, which you I, could actually have this batman in this world fit with that joker 
Right, ex- yeah. exactly. Yeah. Which I said was impossible, and and you know when we talked about the Joker, I think that uh, you know the the trailer itself, man, like it has this '90s murder s- serial killer, like Seven. Yes, I got Seven You're, vibes big time. David Fincher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mentioned this to Nate. I was like, oh, it reminds me of Seven. He's like, oh yeah, Lucky Number Seven. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> Seven. He's like, I, I don't know that movie. So right, um, right. But oh, it, it has classic that classic Nate hasn't seen. Shocker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but man, it, it, it takes Nolan's grounded story and digs deeper by the looks of it. And this is only 25% of the movie. Like, I think we've seen the opening of the movie. Um, and I think that Paul Dano is not going to be your typical Riddler. Like the question mark is going to be, and and the riddles are going to be part of his like calling card as this, this serial killer more so than of like this, you know, madman who wears a green suit with question marks all over yeah. it right like yeah. it's and and i like that they've used the green as like a subtle sort of thing and and, and well, obviously it's in the envelopes and in the cards you know but people have already dissected his outfit as oh yeah that's him for sure because of the green tone to his his costume as he's pulling that duct tape right it's like you know like sure it could be him but i've also seen that it could be hush sure yeah, mm. yeah. right who who yeah. appears in riddler storylines and stuff yep. that's it's interesting yep, yep. Yeah. So, so uh, did you guys? Did you? You know, if we're going to get in the weeds with all the, the the imagery and the the specifics, did you guys notice the imagery uh, on that uh, that card that uh, Gordon shows Batman during the investigation? Uh, it's got a Halloween themed skeleton on it, um, which apparently is a reference to the Long Halloween, which yeah. this movie seems to be. Uh, loosely based on uh, which in the comics world it's like a huge whodunit sort of mystery with Batman and like a ton of villains which this movie apparently does have a ton of other uh, villains in it Um, and the skeleton is holding up uh, a cutout of an owl, right? Yeah. Which could be the court of owls, and yeah. um, I just thought it was super cool. I think to that's see how I they think that's where they're going with in. it. Like Matt yeah. Matt Reeves was very candid about corruption being so integral to Gotham's origins, and and even Bruce Wayne's family maybe having some sort of connection with that, which I think is tailored to the end, where it's like you're part of this too. Uh, yeah. How am I part of this? You'll see, right? Like, I, I think that they're getting into this idea of the quarter owls and this 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 very littered uh, sort of corrupt Gotham. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see how they carry all of these different narratives into it. It's interesting because we got that um, Paul Dano, I believe it's Paul Dano's voice saying, "What is the price for your blind eye?" Right. As if he's trying to pay off Batman to to turn a blind eye to like the police and 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 the government corruption within Gotham. But, um, you know, uh, Matt Reeves mentioned that the the Batman will take place during year two of Batman's career, so smart. Um, yeah. which is really smart. And I think that paves the way for the Gotham PD prequel series, which will take place in year one right. um, to kind of help sort of build up that corruption. We get to we get to sort of dive into the middle of it uh, in 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 the, the Batman movie and and then the, yeah. the HBO Max series is going to show us sort of where it came from, which I'm, right. I'm stoked for. It was, yeah, it's supposed to be year one. And it's like you won't you'll only see imagery and 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 shots maybe of, of Batman. But you, you might not get the payoff of Robert Pattinson unless he makes an appearance at, at towards the end. But yeah. the series, the series itself is made to to focus on, uh, you know, giving breath to to Gotham's corrupt nature and, and how Batman is kind of in the shadows doing his vigilante stuff. Um, but yeah, this this trailer, 
gave me all sorts of different vibes of like a, it felt like uh, like one of those 90s serial killer movies that you would you would right. watch right like really well he mentioned then. he mentioned like Chinatown uh, French Connection Taxi yeah, yeah. Those Driver are old movie yeah Taxi right. Driver for sure yeah Taxi yeah. Driver yeah, you're gonna get like this film like detective noir story story yeah. we're actually gonna see a Batman who's a detective you know solving yeah, crimes but... that way like a detective and not just you know flying around or driving around in the Batmobile and boomeranging yeah. things, you know, he's going to be like getting clues and being a detective. I think this, this could be a really authentic approach to the character. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that the detective aspect is, you know, something that again, could be leveraged a lot harder than it has been in the past. Right. Where it was just more or less like he was smart and he had money. Right. And he was able right. to figure it out. Or yeah, run like labs Christian Bale and wasn't doing any detective work. That's what I sure he yeah. was. Sure. He was in Batman no. begins. He would see him doing reconnaissance as Bruce Wayne. Right. He's learning about Gotham. Right. In, in number two, the bullet through the wall, he has to rebuild the bullet and use his, uh, his rich technology that he has to have right. it rebuilt. He's so he could pull like the finger. Then he is a detective. Correct. Sure, but I, mean, I would say I guess... though, I would say though that at least Nolan tried to implement a little bit more of that detective quality versus the other Batman movies that didn't really. This I will give you seems like it's going to be very much that because he's hunting a murderer, right? Like he's hunting a murderer is what's going to make this feel even more of a detective story. Exactly, he's got a, a, and a murderer who leaves him cryptic clues, you know. Right, and and I, I mean, I, I immediately called Justin. I think after we had both watched the trailer like at least four times since between between it coming out and, and giving a quick call and uh, and I immediately was like he's in a trench coat he's in a trench coat <laughs> so I was like that's more detective than than anything we've seen from Nolan so yeah he looks um, he looks like a detective with that yeah. long ass cape right yeah. so. and guys that that moment uh, we got to talk about it that moment near the end when you expect him to say the the line yeah. right you expect him to say. I'm Batman, and he doesn't. He comes out with, I'm vengeance. And, like, right after, just, like, bomb, 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 like, pummeling. Brutalizing that, that guy. Unbelievable. Yeah, that, that was awesome. That was yeah, an that awesome was, scene. Like, I really enjoyed um, the, the Ben Affleck fighting that we that we got in uh, yes. Batman versus Superman, and this, like, took that to an even better level, it looks like. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh. Like, it was hard-hitting. You could feel those punches. So cool! I want to watch the trailer again. So yeah, I I like the look of Gotham too, right? Like even in the small glimpses that you've seen, like the very London London esque. It it yeah. it adopts that sort of gothic architecture that's very Gotham, but also very like Tim Burton at the same time. Obviously, their their visions of what what that looks like. He says like there's a Gotham Square. Right. And it's actually yeah. going to be shot in Liverpool with CGI aspects to it to make it look like its own unique city in, in the U.S. Right. So um, I, I think that's smart. Right. Like trying to figure out how you can breathe a little a, a new life. And, and this kind of gets back to like one thing that was discussed in the panel that we didn't talk about was this multiverse. Right. Like this right. is this is D.C.'s way to create their own DC cinematic universe is by embracing the multiverse that their comics have established. It's not necessarily like the, this justice league movies that we've seen and, and these existing ones, they exist now as their own universe within the DC universe. And then you have the Joker, which we've already seen. You have this new Batman flash is apparently going to be the gateway to really kind of introducing the audience to this more understandable way of that. There's, there's, there's at any time, 
there can be multiple versions of a character in existence. And I think right. that's that's it. Like, I, I've, I, I don't know if I've mentioned it to you guys together or on this podcast, but that's what DC needs to do versus what Marvel's done. They've, they've had a plan. They've been meeting their plan and their goal, and they've been rolling out with these movies and adjusting their plan as they need to, whereas DC's just trying to jump in. And if you're going to do it, you might as well just embrace the notion of a multiverse, multiple characters in existence at, at once, right? So I think it's, I think it's smart. It'll be very interesting to see how how they embrace this multiverse moving forward in all their various uh, property endeavors. It's amazing yeah. how one trailer can sort of change my perspective on everything they've done wrong. <laughs> like, I'm impressed. I'm really impressed. Yeah. Because yeah. I've done I, a I, lot I, of poop talking about these guys. Yeah. And what they've done over the last five years. And, right. You know, with one trailer, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. you know? <laughs> well, yeah, it was great. It was good. great, though. It was yeah. great. You know, last week we we talked about uh, all of the wonderful Nolan movies, um, and uh, and and I had mentioned that I wanted more Nolan Batman, and that was one of my big gripes. And I I will say, you know, if I can't get more Nolan Batman, um, it's great to see more gritty, dark Batman inspired by that right and and coming from that so i'm super stoked october 2021 uh it'll be a great time for a long halloween uh but guys uh, <laughs> that has been our recap of the dc fandom um but guys before we before we kind of end our episode here uh do you guys have anything coming out on some of our other platforms that you might want to talk about uh, the long-awaited Kev at Home uh, Part Two is uh, oh yeah very very close. It's, uh, it's we're, part we're three. Very... Part three. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Part three. Well, it's the it's the Kevin cut, right? So there yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah. It's it's it, we're we're releasing it in four hour long installments. I'm super stoked to see how the the Kev at Home cinematic universe turns out. Uh, it's a multiverse, bro. <laughs> it's a multiverse. Alternate okay, versions okay. of Kevin living through the quarantine. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. Maybe we should do something with that. Uh, very cool. Um, and Justin, did you have any other uh, projects you've been working on that you wanted to shout out yet? Or we got maybe we're still working on some stuff? Still working on stuff. I've been like, honestly, I've just been really experimenting with how to film some stuff and trying some stuff out over the last little while. And I, I think I think it got a new little little way of showing some some stuff off so i just want to see if i can you know dig a little deeper but yeah it's been like a, a kind of an interesting summer of just kind of figuring out what we want to do with this whole hiatus of you know not being able to do our traditional fun boxing and maybe trying to redirect some of my energy to like trying to f- think of maybe some other outlets and other creative ways that we can do some stuff uh, video wise um, so yeah, just been experimenting and yeah, maybe, you know, definitely hit up the channel cause it'll, it'll definitely get dropped there when it, when, when I'm ready to show it. But, uh, yeah, I've just been having fun right now. Justin, you mentioned, uh, your love of Harry Potter and that definitely shines through with our Yumi toys, uh, video on the channel is our most recent, yeah. I believe, uh, definitely check that out and, uh, and let us know what you think. Leave a comment that always helps. Um, and, uh, for myself, um, Nate Plays Games is going strong. We're at 81 followers. We've got seven Dope. subscribers. We actually have subscribers, which is awesome. Nice. Um, I've got emotes. I've got an emote of myself uh, dressed as Hopper uh, from Stranger Things, kind of pointing at the camera uh, from uh, our Fan Expo haul video, if you ever caught that on the YouTube. Um, so it's just me oh, like man. with a big serious Fan face. Expo. 
And uh, I know I miss it too. Um, but uh, you can spam that emote in the chat. Um, I've got like things where you can you can spend points and make me hydrate or dab for you or shout out something. Um, so it's it's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, we do Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. over at twitch.tv slash NatePlaysGames. This Tuesday I'm doing, uh, I think on all the Tuesdays going forward for at least a little while, I'm going to be playing Fall Guys. Have you guys seen any Fall Guys? Yeah, I've seen it. It looks, oh, it looks like a lot of fun. Dude, it's so much fun. Think like Takeshi's Castle, uh, but you're all these little oh, jelly yeah. bean dudes. Um, right. And running through this, this, this course, you start off with 60 people and then you get down to one. It's a heck of a lot of fun, especially when I've got special guests on, uh, which I love to do on Tuesdays. Uh, and then this Thursday, um, if you're listening to this before then somehow, um, I am going to be doing um, a short hike, which is just a little indie game. It's very relaxing. Came out on Switch. It's only like seven bucks, but it's apparently one of the best uh, underrated Switch games uh, to come out in a long time. So uh, definitely check that out, twitch.tv slash NatePlaysGames. Also, um, super excited about this. Of course, we did our Nolan in Review episode, two-part episode. Please check that out if you haven't had a chance to yet. Um, but we did that leading up to uh, Christopher Nolan's, uh, you know, PS de Resistance, his big, his big giant movie coming out uh, that's taken way too long to get here. The Geek-Centric crew has tickets, and we are going to see Tenet uh, on, uh, on its release day. Guys, are you stoked for Tenet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm just Very excited cool. to see a movie. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Go to an actual that's, that's, movie that's, theater. That's going to be – that's and like an IMAX movie of all movies. Like of all Absolutely. the things to be doing right – like to go see an IMAX movie right now seems After like – After five you know, months or six months yeah. of not seeing something. <laughs> and it's not crazy. even the kind of movie that we would go see regularly like an IMAX movie. But it's just like we're not just going to see a movie. We're going to see an IMAX movie. We're going to see a Christopher Nolan – IMAX movie. movie, you guys. Dude, Woo. my God. The aspect ratio. <laughs> <laughs> so super stoked for that, guys. If you're stoked for that as well, tune in to the show. We are going to have our tenant review on the podcast uh, very shortly after the movie comes out. So if you don't want to see it right away, if you're staying home and you're thinking about it, we will convince you. Hopefully we'll convince you or, or we'll convince you to stay home, but we'll see. Well, that is a wrap uh, for us here at Geek Centric, we hope you enjoyed uh, this week's episode. And if you did, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. We are Geek Centric, and you can be too, which means you can check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Follow us on Twitter at geekcentricyt. Follow us on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. And if you have any topics or anything that you want to write into us about, or just tell us your thoughts about the Batman trailer, um, Kevin, where can they write into? That is, uh, we are geekcentric at gmail.com. Did I get it right? <laughs> we are geekcentric at gmail.com. Yeah, you got it right. <laughs> you got it we're right. Hope, we were hoping you would, yeah, you Don't would email Kevin. In there, Justin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so email Kevin. Let us... him know if he got that one right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Justin, Kevin, thank you so much uh, for joining us, uh, for joining me uh, on this Detectives Comics filled episode uh tune in next time same bat time same bat podcast uh and as we say love ya stay home safe guys peace